Welcome back, everybody, to the next episode of the Data Blitz podcast. Um, this here is going to be the DFS preview. Um, I just want to address something real quick to start. Um, everything's been going great so far with the you know Madden rebuild, ramp it up, and some followers from uh, you know that, and then we have the Twitter. Um, additionally, we have the DFS and dynasty previews on the podcast. And I was thinking that I needed to bring somebody else in. Um, you know, I think we're starting to hit a growth phase. It could be helpful to, you know, work with another person to, you know, have some shared perspectives, uh, discuss these things in a little bit more depth, um, and then maybe get some of my ideas challenged when they need to be challenged, um, especially about Elijah Moore. Um, and so this Friday, so tomorrow... Um, I will be recording the first new segment of the podcast, which will be the betting preview. Um, I'm, I've been a big fan of sports betting. I've done it for a long time. I lived in Illinois for a little bit when it was legal there before most other places. Um, so I definitely have a pretty good background in sports betting, um, my friend that I'm going to be bringing on, um, Brendan, we'll all get to meet him tomorrow. Uh, he's a more of an avid sports better than I am. I try to stay closer to DFS, which I think I have a you know better chance of winning. And then it seems like some of those picks do result in you know higher winnings for me. But we're going to start tomorrow with a betting preview. And in, in that preview, we're going to go over each of the games. Um, and we'll be discussing some of the picks that we like, uh, maybe a couple of parlays, some, um, you know, overs, unders, stuff like that. And then we can also dive into uh, some prop bets. So definitely looking forward to that. I really feel like this is the next step and a good progression of where we're going as a podcast. Um, just kind of covering all things football, um, at least NFL football right now. Maybe there's more room for growth in the future, uh, but I think three podcasts per week is kind of our limit. So we'll continue to develop that and, and keep it rolling there. Uh, so for those of you that haven't tuned into the DFS episode before, uh, we cover, first of all, a couple games that we are excited for. Then we jump into the quarterback and wide receiver stacks and then we go right into the value plays and starts slash sits. Um, so I guess with that and with that exciting news behind us, that I wanted to get out of the way immediately. Um, we can jump right into the couple games that I'm excited for this week. The first game that I'm probably the most excited for this weekend is the Broncos at the Houston's, uh, the Houston's. Oh boy. Uh, the Texans. Um, so, Currently, as it stands, I don't want to get too much into the betting, but uh, Broncos are the, the the Texans are favored by three and a half. Uh, over under is set at forty seven point five, um, so it looks like it's going to be a lower ish scoring game with the Texans edging them out by a little bit more than a field goal. Um, what I am liking, what I'm seeing about this game, is that both of these teams are top half in points per game. Um, they're both top half, or I guess the 
The Texans are very high, six in total yards per game. Uh, Broncos have stepped up in recent weeks, but are overall in the season 23rd in yards per game. Um, but what I think really stands out to me is that both of these teams are bottom 10 in yards per game allowed. Um, so as we've seen, like both of these offenses, you know, the Broncos have kind of had that late later season resurgence, um, against some, some decent teams. And then the Texans with CJ Stroud have continued to be good, um, and put up tons of yards. I think because both of these defenses are a little bit weaker in terms of yards per game, there's good potential for somebody like Tank Dell. Um, I'm a big fan of Cortland Sutton this week, Javante Williams, uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, A lot of those guys are really standing out to me as some good plays. Um, And I think that the potential that we get a little bit more value out of guys in this game as opposed to some other games is pretty high. Um, So that's the first game that I want to cover um, that I'm excited for. To be completely honest, the rest of the slate doesn't look too good. I see quite a few blowouts happening. Um, you know, Chargers, Patriots should be a blowout. Steelers, Cardinals. Uh, I honestly think the Steelers will have them, even though Kyler is back. And then we can jump over into, you know, Dolphins, Commanders. The Dolphins should edge that out uh, by a significant margin. Falcons, Jets. Falcons should win that. Um, Lions Saints is another one that I do have a little bit of interest in, but I do think that might be a lower scoring game. So I'm not mentioning that. Um, so the game that I want to mention as, you know, an exciting game for this week is going to be Colts Titans. Um, last time the Colts and Titans played Deandre Hopkins put up 25 points. It's kind of his breakout for the season. Um, the Colts are, you know, doing pretty well with Gardner Minshew 15th in total yards per game. Feels like the Titans really haven't been able to get a lot going offensively, even with Will Levis after his, you know, I don't know if I want to call it a breakout. Like, he had one great game, but uh, the rest of Will Levis' season has left a lot to be desired. Um, But I do think that this rivalry, and as a lot of, you know, divisional rivalries do, uh, should allow for more, you know, unknowns to come and we could see some good opportunity um, with, uh, you know, some plays. So a couple guys that I like in this game are Josh Downs. Um, Josh Downs had like 10 targets last week. Um, he's been, you know, really kind of the main target for Gardner Minshew. Him and Michael Pittman have just been getting a lot of uh, opportunities each ever since Gardner Minshew took over. Um, Jonathan Taylor is out. So... You know, potentially Zach Moss um, could be a good play. Now that I'm mentioning that, I don't actually have Zach Moss in any lineups, but I think that would be a great play. Let's see how much he's going for. Um, Zach Moss is going for 4600 So when I start the value play segment after this, I'm just going to go talk about Zach Moss because that is an incredible value uh, for a starting running back against, you know, Decent run defense, but not top 10. Um, So I like Zach Moss. I like Michael Pittman. I like Josh Downs. I'm not a big fan of Gardner Minshew, um, just because he does leave a lot to be desired from a fantasy perspective. I think he's a good quarterback, um, but he's not frequently putting up high fantasy numbers, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know 
there are other guys like that. Um, Derek Carr, if Derek Carr is good anymore, I don't know. Um, and then over on the other side of the ball, um, I think the Titans have, you know, a good chance of getting maybe something out of DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, maybe Derrick Henry kind of keeps his resurgence going. It feels like Derrick Henry has sort of established himself a little bit. Uh, if he doesn't, there's a chance that Tajay Spears does something against the uh, Colts defense. And honestly, that's kind of it from them. But I think there are plenty of opportunities in this game for guys that aren't, you know, going to break the bank in daily options um, to have pretty high scoring games. Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going for 6,100 right now in DraftKings. And then a few of these other guys are going for very affordable prices. So I'm willing to say that this is probably the second most exciting game for opportunities of guys that are, you know, a little bit undervalued to do something. Um, but I could also see this being, especially from the Titans side, a bit of a slog where they not, you know, it's punt fest, field goals, stuff like that. Um, and I don't think the Colts defense is going to be a value in that situation either. So I like the offensive players for the Colts specifically this week that a couple guys on the Titans could provide some good value. Um, so with that covered, um, there really aren't too many other games that I want to go over. Um, so we can jump over into the value plays. All right. This week I have a few guys for value plays um, per usual no quarterbacks um you know sometimes early in the season i can find a quarterback that is undervalued and might you know produce a little bit more than they're costing but a lot of the times how i feel about quarterbacks is quarterbacks come with an inherent risk that if you're underpaying for a quarterback you know there's another guy out there that's almost guaranteed 22 25 points and you could get eight um depending on how much you're saving, it's it's usually not worth it um, in that case, unless you're getting a really good quarterback wide receiver stack, which we're supposed to go over right now. I bet. Um, so let's jump into the quarterback wide receiver stacks before we do anything else. Um, so the first quarterback wide receiver stack that I have this week is Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Calvin Ridley's seen a pretty good, good almost great past couple weeks uh 34.1 points against the titans and 21.9 against the texans um both of these games he's been up over 80 yards with a touchdown and five receptions at least um does feel like i mean i saw some stuff that you know zay jones coming back has taken over some of those clear out routes that Calvin Ridley had been, you know, pushed into, which is why Christian Kirk had succeeded so much uh, when Calvin Ridley was doing the clear-out routes. And then now that Zay Jones is back, Zay Jones does the clear-out routes, Calvin Ridley kind of pops into that wide receiver one position, and, and Christian Kirk kind of takes the biggest hit there. Um, so, I, so far, that has been completely true. Um, I... I'm willing to bet on it this week, which is why I have Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence as my stack. Um, I, I even like the Jags so much that I have a lineup where I have Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, 
and Evan Ingram um, because I, the Bengals are the 31st or second worst uh, defense in a ter- in terms of opposing points per game to tight ends. Um, so I think there's a lot of opportunity there uh, for, you know, the Jaguars this week to, you know, kind of flourish. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they have this week. They have put a, a string of, you know, solid games together, um, kind of looking into the playoffs or, you know, looking forward towards the playoffs. This is kind of the stretch where they're turning it around from their early season. Um, the next quarterback wide receiver stack that I have is honestly a little bit funny because I don't usually do this and I don't know how to um, navigate it, but I have Tyree kill and Tua. Um, this kind of seems like a week where Tyree kill goes absolutely nuts. Um, Tua goes absolutely nuts and they destroy the Washington defense. The Washington defense is the worst defense against opposing quarterbacks and the second worst defense against opposing wide receivers. Uh, Tyreek is one of the best receivers in the league. Tua is great. Top five quarterback. Maybe top seven. Um, But I think both of these guys are worth their price tag right now, especially when you look at the middling wide receivers this week and some of those guys aren't guaranteed volume. Um, And I'm really not liking as many of the value plays this week as I have in the past weeks. So that's why I decided to kind of stand up and say, Tua and Tyreek, this is the week that you guys get to go. Um, And we'll see what that looks like, but um, I'm definitely a big fan of both of them. So now that we've done the quarterback and wide receiver stacks, I hope those are uh, giving you some insight on what I'm looking at this week and, and a couple of teams I think are going to have you know very strong offenses. Um, we can jump over into the value plays. So for the value plays, uh, the first guy that I'm going to mention is who we've already talked about, but it's Zach Moss. Uh, Zach Moss is going to be you know lead running back this week for the Colts. Um, when he's been the lead running back this year, he's been very solid. Uh, week two, 20.7 points. Week three, 25.5. Week five, 36.5. Then he had a couple of, you know, in, in the mid-teens. Um, and then Jonathan Taylor came back. So Zach Moss right now is tied for the lowest price that he's been all season. Um and you know, for forty seven hundred or forty six hundred, it's pretty hard to find another starting running back for that price. Um, so, I think Zach Moss is a guy that you could see getting plenty of carries, uh, maybe a touchdown or two this week, and we'll see what that ends up looking like. Um, I do have another guy here. Um, I don't know how much I love this pick, but he is pretty cheap as well. Um, And in that lineup where I have Tyreek and Tua, who basically bankrupted me, um, I then have Zach Moss and Samaje Pirine. Um, Pirine is, has been, um, you know, pretty involved in the passing game. Uh, a little bit involved in the rushing game, but I think the week that I'm looking at for him to replicate this week 
is week 11 versus Minnesota. He had one attempt for seven yards, uh, seven receptions for 60 yards on seven targets. Um, I would be thrilled if that was the result this week. You know, he's not really a breakout guy, but he's one of those, you know, high floor, low ceiling PPR plays. Um, And I think there's a good chance that he puts up, you know, 10 to 15 points this weekend um, with, you know, Javante Williams coming back off of that neck injury. I know he's pretty much fine, but I am interested to see, you know, if Samaj P. Ryan is going to be able to maintain some of that receiving work. And I'm willing to, you know, make that wager. Um, out of the wide receivers, I only have, you know, a couple guys here this week. I did pay up a little bit for receivers this week, so... I, I, as I was saying, like some of those middling guys, um, like around the 4,000 range, uh, 4,500, we have like Jahan Dotson, um, George Pickens, Drake London, Deontay Johnson, Jerry Judy, and just none of those guys are screaming anything out to me like they're going to break out this week or like they're going to have a great game. You know, Jahan Dotson potentially with the game script going. You know, Miami gets up, and then Sam Howell just kind of finds his receivers. But in that situation, I think Sam Howell will be looking more towards Brian Robinson um, or maybe even Curtis Samuel. But, you know, the Sam Howell has really made it hard to predict the fantasy floors and ceilings of the Washington Commanders' uh, receiving room. So I, off of that little rant, uh, basically only have one guy this week and it's it's out of necessity more than out of you know preference um and that's per usual going to be Elijah Moore um Elijah Moore coming off a game with nine targets through receptions of 44 yards uh he's been consistently cheap uh like 3500 4000 he has a pretty high floor for that um i think he's averaging eight points a game um his ceiling hasn't been great he had that one week with a touchdown but i think uh elijah moore could have another good game this week against the rams um and so for that reason i'm just willing to slot him in alongside tyreek hill um i think like that eight point ish range maybe get me 12 um it's not like he has the best matchup but Elijah Moore definitely has some potential just to provide that consistent floor out of a cheaper option, which is why I have him as a play. Um, from there, this week has been a little bit weird. I feel like I'm not overpaying for tight ends either. I'm kind of keeping it middle across the board in most cases, um, especially on the second lineup I have. But um, so... For tight ends, I have two guys this week. Uh, Neither of them are expensive, and I don't think anybody that is super expensive is necessarily worth paying up for this week either. Um, I have Pat Fryermuth. Um, Obviously, last week, Pat Fryermuth had a great game. Nine receptions, 120 yards on 11 targets for 24 points. Um, This week, I'm hoping to see... 
you know, maybe not the most similar outcome, maybe 15 points from him, but, um, you know, there's a good chance he gets a touchdown. I feel like the Cardinals haven't been the best defense all year. Um, they're not top 10 against opposing tight ends. Pat Firemuth is priced in at 4,300 right now, which is extremely cheap. And he, you know, got plenty of opportunity last week, should get plenty of opportunity this week. And I think Pittsburgh takes that game um, by four points or something like that. So um, Pat Firemuth is a guy that I'm excited to you know, having my lineups, and I think that he has a lot of good opportunity for the price tag that he's going for. Um, as we talked about earlier, the other guy that I have is Evan Ingram. I feel like Evan Ingram's due for a blow-up game. Um, I know he had one last year where he had like three touchdowns, 40 points or something like that. Um, but he's just been consistently a good uh, quarterback. Tight end. Um, he's... Averaged 47.5 yards per game, um, 10.5 fantasy points. Just feels like Evan Ingram, uh, you know, when he's on the field, he's able to get something done. Uh, never too much, but he's always around and always, you know, providing some value. So especially for some of those, you know, double ups or stuff like that, Evan Ingram is a guy that uh, should provide a very solid floor. And then I think he has a pretty good ceiling opportunity this week against Cincinnati, uh, who's been the second worst defense to opposing tight ends. Okay. Um, I guess I don't really have a value play for defense, so we can jump over into starts. Um, the first start of the week that I have is Brian Robinson um, for a similar reason. Um as all weeks, Brian Robinson has a pretty high receiving floor. I do feel like the game script might get turned on its head a little bit. If Miami gets up, you know, two scores early, Sam Howell might find and probably will find Brian Robinson, who is, I mean, I don't know how this happens. Brian Robinson's the RB eight. And like every week he's priced at like the RB 12, or something like that. Um, so Brian Robinson's just a value play based off of his pass production. Uh, if the game script does get turned around, like I said, uh, he should see plenty of receiving opportunities. Um, and I'd be looking forward to that. Uh, so I think Brian Robinson is a guy that, you know, he's going for 6,100 right now. He's pretty cheap. Um, he's a guy that has good, good chance of putting up some good numbers this week. Um, Another guy that I have from the running back spot, actually I have a lot of guys here, but is Jalen Warren. Um, Jalen Warren, you know, the past three weeks, past four weeks has been kind of at RB1 in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm a big fan of him this week. I think that he should be able to get pretty good opportunity. Um, I mean, it's not like last week was his worst week. He had 13 attempts for 49 yards, plus three receptions for 13 yards. Um, it's not like he lost volume last week. He, he was actually higher than the week before, but he just didn't do as much with that volume. So I think this week against the Cardinals, uh, he should have a good chance to get more volume. And he's 
out of the RB1 in that backfield. So I'm a big fan of him. Uh, we already talked about Josh Downs, uh, Calvin Ridley. We already talked about Cortland Sutton. So I guess the next guy that I would mention is Rashad White. Uh, Rashad White has been pretty great this year. Um, you know, he's been consistently, ever since week seven, consistently over 15 points. Uh, that's, you know, his high receiving floor, you know, the decent Buccaneers offense. And uh, honestly, that's kind of it that's keeping him afloat. It's just his availability. Um, but, you know, this week he goes against Carolina, who hasn't, who's been like top three worst defenses against opposing running back. So I think Rashad White has a good chance of kind of tearing them up for 20, 25 points, um, maybe gets a touchdown or two. And I'm looking forward to seeing that personally. Um, so I think Rashad White is another great play and a great start this week. Um, jumping over to wide receivers, um, we kind of already covered them all. Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton, Josh Downs, Tyreek Hill, Elijah Moore. All these guys are, you know, good plays. I think they have good upside this week. Uh, Tyreek Hill is just kind of that default. I think his team's going to blow out the commanders. Elijah Moore is kind of that low floor or high floor, low ceiling kind of guy that I'm filling in at 3,800. Um, and then I think, as I said about in the game preview about the Titans and Colts, Josh Downs has plenty of opportunity to, you know, fill in as that. I mean, he's not really filling in. He's been kind of that wide receiver 1B. Um, so I think there's a good chance that he he does something with that. And then to tight ends, we don't really have anything there either uh, because we already talked about those guys. So kind of cruising. Uh, but I will mention the defenses that I have. So if I get this out, and I will get this out, Plenty in advance of the game uh, that is tonight. We have the uh, Seahawks at Dallas. Uh, I talked about in my Dynasty episode that I think Geno Smith is going to struggle, has struggled, and will continue to struggle, uh, especially this week against Dallas. Dallas defense has been incredible, averaging 13.2 points per game. Um, Seattle's offense has kind of seen a downtick in, uh, especially, I mean, with with Kenneth Walker out, um, with Geno Smith taking a regression, you know, just seen an overall downtick. Um, So I think the Cowboys defense is a great play. They're going for 3,800 right now. So I have no problem starting them this week. Um. The other defense that I want to talk about is the Dolphins. Uh, Washington is the second worst team against defenses. I don't know how that works. Second best team for a defense to play. (laughs) Um, Dolphins defense has stepped it up in the past two weeks against the Vegas and the Jets. Uh, 12 points against Vegas and 21 against the Jets. Um, I feel like this is kind of a make it or break it week for the Dolphins defense. If they're able, I feel like Washington is a little bit of a better offense than the Jets. Joyce, I think there's probably better than Vegas. Um, 
So I do still think that there's great opportunity, especially if we get into that situation where Miami gets up early, Sam Howell has to throw the ball and, you know, potentially throws an interception or two. Uh, hopefully one of those being returned for a touchdown. Um, they've had five interceptions across the past two weeks. So definitely liking what I've seen out of the Dolphins defense in the past couple of weeks. Um, I think they can keep it going. And I think that you know, Sam Howell has been kind of turnover happy. Uh, so I'd like to see what they can do with that. Um, okay, so that concludes the starts section. Uh, so we can jump right over into sits right now. All right, so I actually have a guy per each position here, um, which isn't that common for me. So uh, we can jump right in with quarterback here. Uh, I think the quarterback sit of the week is Sam Howell. Uh, we are going for 6,200. He has been averaging close to 21 points per game. Uh, but as we talked about, Miami has really stepped up, um, especially in their passing defense with five interceptions over the past two games. Um, and so I think Sam Howell is going to have a tough week. Uh, yeah, there's a chance that he gets like 14, 15 points, but you know, you're paying 6,200 for him and 6,200 gets you something like Brock Purdy, uh, you know, close to Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff. So. I think Sam Howell is a little bit overpriced this week and he has a pretty high risk um, of, you know, throwing interceptions and not having a great game. Um, so we can jump over to the next guy that I have here. That's Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, uh, you know, last week I didn't like what I saw. Eight attempts, 16 yards, uh, two receptions. I think Joe Mixon is pretty much dead the rest of the year um, just because that, that Bengals offense is not going to be churning. And, you know, theoretically they could rely on Joe Mixon. I don't think that's what they do. Um, so Joe Mixon's really going to struggle this week and pretty much all weeks going forward. He don't expect the Joe Mixon that we've seen all year. Um, expect last week's Joe Mixon to be kind of foreshadowing what we're going to see going forward. Next guy that I have here is honestly like I'm I don't like having him here because he it could totally bite me but I think Kyron Williams is a bit of a sit this week. 7200 is pretty steep. Uh he's averaging 86 yards per game and and I think he's averaging over a touchdown per game. So that's pretty impressive, but he did hurt his ankle a little bit last week. Um and you know, there's a chance that the Browns defense is able to shut him down a little bit more than the Cardinals did. So I think Kyron is, you know, priced pretty high for, for what he's been doing. So um, that's that's the running backs there. I have uh, DK Metcalf here is the next guy. DK has been pretty inconsistent this season, especially, you know, the last six weeks. Um. I think, you know, last week's performance against San Francisco, 6.2 fantasy points, three receptions, 32 yards is going to be pretty similar to what DK puts up tonight. So uh, I don't really think DK is a great play. He's going to go for 6,500, as I said. So um, I'd stay away from DK. Um, I have two more guys here. 
Um, it's George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Until we get some more, you know, data on the post Matt Canada Steelers offense, I think George Pickens and Deontay Johnson are both sits. Looked like last week Pat Fryermuth became the main guy. You know, Kenny Pickett's not great. Um, so I don't think he's really able to support both of these guys at the same time. Um, I'm hoping that Pat Fryermuth is an exception to that rule. Um, but, you know, that's just hope. So we'll see what ends up happening with the Steelers receivers, but I, I don't really like them right now or for the next couple weeks until we get some more uh, data there. Um, all right, and then on to the tight end. Uh, I'm not a fan at all of Dalton Schultz this week. Um, Brevin Jordan has kind of been, kind of did eat Dalton Schultz alive last week in terms of, you know, playing snap share. Uh, he, he played 48.3% of snaps, Dalton Schultz did. Um, he has a small hamstring injury. Um, and I don't know. It just feels like Dalton Schultz and Dalton Schultz era might be on a little break right now. Um, it could come back in a couple weeks, uh, when he's maybe, I don't know, maybe a little bit more healthy, maybe Brevin Jordan, you know, proves he's not the guy, but it's, it's tough because I thought Dalton Schultz is worth a first rounder. Uh, he seems like he could be a perennial, like top seven tight end. Um, but he proved to not be that. Um, okay. And the next guy that I have here or the next guys that I have here is the Steelers D. Um, Arizona has Kyler Murray back. Steelers D is priced pretty high. Um, I think Arizona should be able to, you know, put up at least a few points. Um, and Kyler does, you know, tend to take care of the ball pretty well. So I would say that the Steelers D is just not a value play where it is right now. Um, other defenses that you can get around it um, are the Rams against Cleveland, who hasn't been great. Uh, Seattle, or sorry, Dallas at Seattle. No, just the Dallas defense playing Seattle tonight at Dallas. Um, and then Miami is kind of close to there. The Buccaneers, um, who are playing Carolina. Atlanta is pretty good there. So there's a lot of reasons why um, Steelers defense aren't the best play this week. I think one of them is just because there's a lot of better plays around them. So I'd steer clear of them if you can. And you know, hopefully you get some good value out of those other defenses I talked about. Um, okay. So that's everything that we go over for our DFS episode. Again, um, betting episode coming tomorrow where we're going to go over each of the games and we're going to see you know what that looks like um and then bear with us as we you know figure out sound quality and stuff like that um but that is a priority going forward because i have noticed some chair noise in the background and stuff like that um but i have a an idea for a solution right now so uh, but we will have to switch over recording software for some of those episodes. So um, appreciate you for sticking with me and, and tuning in. Um, like, subscribe, 
if you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit that bell if you're watching on YouTube. You can watch the Madden rebuild. And then if you're listening to wherever you find your podcast, just uh, hit us with a follow. And check out the Twitter, uh, datablitz underscore XYZ, if you get a minute. Um, appreciate you for tuning in. Have a good one.